You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that one's deep. Right Christian You are Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks. Also uh, at Lockdown Brewers. That's the show handle. So go check us out there uh, all the time. Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers as well. We'll get right to it. Had a lot to talk about with Dr. Scott. He'll join us here for Tuesdays with Dr. Scott, analytically breaking down uh, a few of the players the Brewers have added here. We, uh, we'll we'll do some more as well next week. But Avicel Garcia, the latest for the Brewers, uh, 20 home runs for the Rays last year, slash 282, 332, 464, and uh, was a right fielder. Well, Christian Yelts has pretty much got right field covered for the Brewers. So how are they going to... How are they going to handle the outfield? Well, Ryan Braun's probably going to play some first base, right? And he'll take some days off as well. And so they'll mix in the rotation that way in outfield and, and probably blend in first base. They might need a left-handed bat to pick up. Kirk Thames. Maybe at a cheaper price. Maybe somebody else. Who knows? Uh, and then they've still got holes at uh, third base and maybe a, a different pitcher, <laughs> please. Because <laughs> what they've signed so far... This offseason certainly could eat up some innings, but it's pretty average. And they might need another arm to be at least above average. Maybe? Please? There theoretically is money there for the Brewers to spend. And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out the rest of the offseason, just as has, it's been interesting so far. And so we'll talk about Dr. Scott with the analytics coming up uh, in just a minute. Uh, so we'll do that, and uh, and also uh, later in the week talk about kind of what the strategy might be with the pitching staff and with third base, bullpen. There's still some time left in this offseason, so we'll see what the Brewers elect to do. Anyway, Dr. Scott is up next. You're locked on Brewers. If you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift, go to Breaking.com slash LockedOn. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to BreakingTea.com slash LockedOn, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. Tuesday, it's for real. Dr. Scott is with us, and uh, he's the Brewers Sabermetrics genius we've had on the podcast for quite some time now. You know him and love him. And uh, he's with us, brewmaths.com, also brew underscore maths on Twitter. Dr. Scott, how you doing? Good. How are you, man? Well, I'm a little offended uh, because the Bucks season is obviously over. I mean, if you can come up with some analytics as to why a team, how <laughs> they could leave Christoph's Persingas open from 35 feet. I mean, my grandmother could make that shot, Scott. My grandmother could make that shot. She's no longer with us. Okay? I, I've seen her do it. <laughs> you haven't seen her do it. 
Uh, that was ridiculous. Anyway, uh, this is not the Bucks podcast. For that, just go to Lockdown Bucks. There is one, and it's good. So tune in. They'll be complaining about that today. Probably not in the they same almost, fashion. They I almost just did. came back. That's all I'm gonna say. They yeah. almost did it. Yeah, the Lakers game is meaningless. Uh, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Brewers additions and the the big you know huge splash free agency sign that has all of baseball a buzz. Shall we? Let's do it. Sarcasm's not my strongest uh, trait. We're going to go backwards from recency, and they, they signed Avisail Garcia uh, to a contract. He's an outfielder, Dr. Scott. The Brewers have That's outfielders. Right. They have holes at first and third. What is going Stacking on? Stacking them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Garcia's a guy that uh, you, know, he br- you bring him in, and two years, $20 million makes a statement. Uh, he's a 28-year-old guy, and you're getting him pretty much in the uh, thick – of you know where you'd want to see him he two years 20 million though i i was a little surprised with that uh it pretty much lays down the statement that this is an everyday guy and the brewers project him to start which complicates things because well like you just suggested we've got a lot of outfielders mm-hmm. uh there's the yelly and Kane uh names that you just throw out there and those are obvious and then you got braun um who is basically the face of the franchise uh, there's been a lot of talk about him shifting around, but I don't know where Garcia ends up, uh, you know, playing if Braun doesn't shift. Yeah, and that's uh, I think implied by the roster moves, but there there could be trades on the way too. So, um, but anyway, you look at at Avisail and the guys. He he's a stud. Uh, he's six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds. He's fast as heck. Um, he was an all-star in 2017, hit 330 that year. Uh, that said, he it's, that year was probably not very representative of what he'll do. Uh, his BABIP that year, or batting average on balls in play, was 392, and he's got a 332 uh, over his career. So it's, it's probably unlikely that he'll be able to sustain that all-star pace, but he, uh, he's got a, he swings a pretty good bat. I mean, he hit... 282 last year his career batting average is 273 you look at the rest of his slash career wise uh on base percentage is 323 and a slugging percentage of 428 and so pretty good especially when you consider that he wasn't playing in miller park uh last year he had 20 home runs with the the rays and if and i know it's not realistic to look at this number uh, per se but if he played all of his games at miller park he would have hit 40 bombs uh so really kind of split the difference so yeah. you tell me that that dump that the rays plan isn't even a good home run park i thought it was a good home run park no it, it, it is but miller park seems to really excel in that regard especially wow. if you're hitting home runs out to right field um you know th- that whole uh basically that wall cuts over and you got that i forget what they call that area where everybody gets to party and hang out yeah um (laughs) but that creates a lot more home runs that little uh area that we're talking about and i mean even if you don't consider like let's say all right he's not going to play all of his games in miller park he would have hit 40 if he played all of them there last year so if you split the difference between the 20 that he had uh you can kind of project him at miller park to be a guy who Hits about 270, 30 home runs, um, you know, and slugs somewhere close to 500. Um, so 
the Brewers signed a, a pretty big guy here uh, at a position that makes you scratch your head a little bit. Well, I mean, he's look. I mean, like you said, either Braun's playing first in a platoon, probably at first, with a considerable amount of days off, which is you know this is fine because if he if Braun hits two eighty and does what he did last year and he plays a hundred and how many games did he play last year? One. 30, 40? Yeah, Hunter, he played a lot of them. I don't know off the top of my head, but it yeah. was the most he's played in the last five years. Uh, you know, but he's... he's still got some significant time off. I mean, the point is, uh, mm-hmm. I can I can see it. I can, I can see it, kind of. <laughs> and, and I think you, you saw the... I, look, I wouldn't mind if they signed Eric Thames. Uh, if they can get him at a little less price and, and bring him back and platoon him with yeah. Ron and whoever at first, you know, however they hodgepodge that together. I'm I'm comfortable with that, Doctor Scott. And again, I, get, I know we're going to dive into the analytics here from the players they signed, but I'm comfortable with that if they get somebody at third. Please, like I'm, I can respect the moves they've made. I get it. Let's but, not forget let's, that Braun started his career at third base. Let's, I mean, let's I, forget. <laughs> let's forget. Okay, because I remember those throws that <laughs> he tried to make the first. Let's forget. No, you know what I'm saying though. But, that's I can see that the, the the kind of what Stearns is doing here, but I just can't. I mean, they have salary room. You know, Donaldson's out there. You talked about Donaldson, right? And and I yep, was talking yep. about yesterday's That's podcast. That's my man crush. I, I would love to have that guy. No, there's a lot of teams chasing him. I think. Uh, yeah. But with more money. Well, yeah. So, but but the Brewers teams with more money, but the Brewers have room if, again. This whole thing is if unless Adonacio is sitting there going, no, we can't, you know, be that much over a hundred million again. To me, they still have room. I don't know what the numbers are at right now with this ten ten million dollars here, and you know, five million for Anderson. Yeah, they cut they cut almost seventy million, and yeah. they've been adding some back, but you know, they're but nowhere you, near breaking even. I mean, the point is, if Donaldson's going to command twenty million plus. I guess it's just the length of the deal. The Brewers are very reticent to go too long because Donaldson's over 30. I get that. But, you know, I mean, at some point, that's what I was asking on the podcast yesterday. Will they ever overpay? Because, I mean, technically, I'm sure you'd have to overpay to get Donaldson, right? But Yeah, a little bit. A little you know, bit. Do you He's do in it that with one guy? One. And you, you do it with the guy who can hit? Because that's it's, I, I'm way more in support of that than trying to do it with a pitcher, right? You know, you'd probably have to transfer that Yaz money to him, that – uh, yeah, eighteen to twenty-two million dollars, and I think that's basically what Donaldson's looking at on the market. That said, position players have been getting more than I thought they would. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. It's interesting that he's still available. You know, right? Not that he's he's, you know, maybe he's just kind of really playing it off each other. Who knows what's going on? The, the Brewers don't leak anything, so you never know. He, he won't be there long. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. Anyway, I I went into that point is this guy in the outfield could be a quasi stud. <laughs> right, and that'd be great because the Brewers have Yelich and Kane, Braun, and Gamble, and that's pretty if, good, you know. If he can limit his strikeouts and uh, play anywhere close to like he did in 2017, the Brewers hit the jackpot with him. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the pitchers uh, again. We're talking about Doctor Scott, Brewers analytics genius, <laughs> as you know. Brewmaths.com. Don't laugh every time I say it. Brewmaths.com. Also, brew <laughs> underscore maths. I like how you say genius. Could you just say it one more time? Genius. On Twitter, yeah. uh, find him at brew underscore maths. Always tweeting. <laughs> never working. Uh, so right. let's talk about uh, let's talk about the pitchers here. Brett Anderson to start with. Uh, he's a guy who had a good year with the A's. One of these guys, one-year deal. So if he stays healthy, he could be really solid for the Brewers. That's sort of what, what you're led to believe if you if you look at what he did last year. But he's had health problems 
in his career. Yeah, the 31-year-old lefty, second-round pick from 2006. This will be his 12th year in the league. Uh, you look at his career numbers, and that gives you a pretty good indication of what he's going to be doing uh, for you. Uh, you got to, of course, couch that with – uh, he has dropped off a little bit lately, but let's start with his career numbers. Uh, signed for one year, $5 million, so not a big risk. And uh, 59 and 61 is his career record for a winning percentage of 492. Now, we always talk about the ERA, FIP, and XFIP. That definitely works in his uh, favor. Uh, let me explain. 405 is his ERA, 391 is his FIP, and 383 is the XFIP. So he definitely. Um, is uh, has been the beneficiary of, uh, or, or he's been harmed by luck, I should say. He has not gotten the benefit of luck. Uh, and hopefully that you, you see that change a little bit. Uh, his whip uh, over his career is 1.335, and the Major League average whip last year was 1.334. If you look at his career numbers and kind of anywhere you look with Brett Anderson, uh, very average uh, in terms of the metrics, um, but he seems to always kind of somehow figure out a way to outperform uh, the metrics. And he uh, last year he struck out 4.6 guys per nine innings, which is not very many. Uh, and over his career, 6.15 is the strikeouts per nine that he has. So you can see that he's not relying on the strikeout as much anymore to get guys out. He added a cutter to his uh, repertoire two years ago, and he's now a five-pitch guy. He's got a fastball, a slider, a changeup, a curveball, and then the cutter. The cutter he only uses about 2.5% of the time, so, I, you know, you can't really even count that, I guess. But he does uh, he does work it in here and there um, and, and seems to have pretty good balance. Uh, he throws a fastball almost 50% of the time, but the rest of those pitches, the slider, changeup, and curveball, uh, he mixes those in pretty healthy, uh, 18%, 13%, and 6%. So, you know, this is a guy who is crafty and has uh, gotten craftier. Uh, he's had to, though, because over, uh, you know, his career, his his uh, fastball has definitely fallen off. It's probably lost about two miles per hour on average. Um, and uh, he's getting hit harder. Uh, his hard hit percentage over his career is 30.9%. Last year it was 40.2. So there's a little bit of reason for concern. Mm-hmm. On the bright side, his ground ball percentage, the guy the guy is a ground ball machine and he's not quite as good as Claudio, but 56.8% over his career uh, is what his ground ball percentage is or rate is. So he's really good at getting guys to keep the ball uh, low and, you know, he's uh, the major league average, I should note, for ground ball percentage is 42. So, I mean, his is 56.8. So he's significantly outperforming that. He's also good at keeping the ball in the park. Over his career, 0.88 home runs per nine. Uh, last year, though, that jumped up to 1.02, which still is pretty good. The MLB average for home runs per nine is 1.4. So, you know, everything I say here is kind of in line with that crafty pitcher who's learning to kind of uh, keep hitters off balance kind of in that same ways we talked about Davies yeah 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 that's exactly right so he's he's a three or four starter basically is uh, kind probably of, the projects to be about a five starter yeah five I would starter, say three yeah. three's a little generous okay okay well I'm 
I'm a giving person, Dr. Scott. All right, so uh, Lynn Blom. <laughs> Lynn Blom. Uh, coming over from Korea, right? Harder to, harder to project, yeah. Well, this is interesting. I mean, it, the Brewers obviously did this with Thames, a different situation, I guess. Uh, but this guy went to Korea and did really, really well. And you're right, mm-hmm. harder to project because you don't – obviously, that's a different league. Uh, and so, you know, what do you expect from him? Well, the Brewers committed, you know, three years to this guy, which is uh, raises your eyebrows a little bit. Now, of course, mm-hmm. they're not paying him a lot. But he's going to be around unless they trade him. And, you know, what are you going to get? Another maybe starter, three to five starter, four to five starter? I don't know. Yeah, that's. I think yeah, I think that's right. Uh, he kind of projects the same way Brad Anderson does. But uh, Lindblom uh, has got a little bit more of a ceiling to him, I guess. Brad Anderson, you know what you're going to get. You can kick the tires and walk around the car a million times, but, you know, he – He's an inning eater, and hopefully he can figure out to, a way to kind of, you know, uh, keep the ball in the park and keep the ball uh, driven into the ground. Those launch angles low. Lindblom, on the other hand, he's got a little bit more um, to him if you look at the metrics. Uh, he's five pitch guy, just like uh, Anderson is, but the difference is his ninety point three mile per hour fastball. Um, has a spin rate of 2,600, uh, which is much better than Anderson's is. And so you look at kind of the spin rates and what does that mean and blah, blah, blah. Well, the average MLB fastball is thought to be 92 miles per hour with a spin rate of about 2,200 RPMs. So uh, the fact that Lindblom has an R- uh, spin rate of 2,600 RPMs is significant. Uh, Driveline did a study a few years back, and they they found that a 90-mile-per-hour fastball with a 2,600 RPM generates about a 10.3% whiff rate. Uh, league average is 11.2. So you can talk about spin rates all day long, um, but he kind of pans out to be average in terms of his strikeouts and his walk rate. Um, now, you look at how he performed in the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, which is their big league over in uh, South Korea, and he dominated, um, and dominated in a progressively increasing fashion. He was good in the five years he played there from 2015 to 2018, but or four years, but really good in the fifth year, uh, which was last year, for the Doosan Bears. He was 20 and three with a 2.50 ERA and a 1.00 WHIP. Uh, struck out 25% of the guys he faced and only walked 3.8. So, you know, he a control pitcher who was really at the top of his game last year. He had 30 starts, 22 of them were quality starts. So 73.3% of the starts he had last year were quality starts. The Brewers had 38 quality starts all of last year uh, for 23.5% of the games they, they had last year were you know, involved a quality start. So, um, you know, Lindblom is a guy who, at least in Korea, uh, has been giving very, very good uh, innings and goes deep into games. He's, he's very good at, um, you know, manning down. He, he was the ace in their rotation. I guess I can't really... Uh, you know, sugarcoat that, or he was the guy who, who was their go-to. In fact, he was the MVP of the league last year and won a gold glove at his position. So, um, you know, you, if you look at his KBO production, um, you think that you've got Cy Young coming in here, but 
he has pitched in the major leagues, and if we looked at his major league numbers, um, there's nothing really to get too excited about. He's pitched for the Dodgers, Phillies, Rangers, A's, and Pirates. Uh, he last pitched for the Pirates in 2017, and uh, you look at his career stats, he was 5-8. and eight. He started um, six games. He's pitched in 114. His ERA is 4.10, and his FIP is 4.27. So this is a guy who kind of comes in around that Chase Anderson territory in terms of his major league production. Strikes out 8.6 per nine, walks 3.7 per nine. So very average in terms of, you know, what he can control. Um, whip overall, too, is, is uh, his career whip is 1.367. So, um, you know, very average everywhere you look. <laughs> But then you throw in the KBO per performance and how he kind of figured out how to ratchet up his game last year, and maybe he can take that in another step. We'll see. Okay. Average it is. <laughs> That's what the Brewers get for the starting pitchers. I mean, I don't know. Yep. I mean, I, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it except Dallas Keuchel <laughs> or something, you know, bring in somebody. I don't know. Yeah, you know, they've, they've got the money, like you kind of implied before, yeah. and, and hopefully they start uh, spending some of it. Yeah, we'll see. It'd be nice. Uh, all right, Dr. Scott. Uh, it's average. It's an average It's an average day. So we'll, we'll talk about other guys the Brewers brought in. Uh, we'll work backwards, unless there's more moves between now and next Tuesday. But thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. Till then. Of course, you know where to find Dr. Scott at BrewMaths. Uh, online also at brew underscore maths on twitter so check them out in those spots all the time you can always check this show out at cheesehead talks and at locked on brewers and you can go rate and review the podcast and tell a friend and uh, enjoy this off season of uh, so far averageness we'll see what the brewers do going forward i don't know but uh, we'll see uh, we'll talk more about it coming up this week about what the strategy is and what the pitching strategy is for the Brewers. How are they going to do this with average? Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked on Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. I'll talk to you soon when we deliver your daily Brewers fix here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. 